Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 24, Driving and Hoarders. Enjoy! I'm Rosie, I'm Jessica, and you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun. Hello! Hello! We're in a car! Woohoo! What is this? This is Daphne. Uh, This is the portable studio. It's Daphne! Uh, yeah, this is Jessica's car, Daphne. That's a lovely VW camper van. Nice, isn't it? Split screen. Oh, we're on a roundabout. Uh, so we're in a car on our way to a uh, county day for guides. We've just left Jessica's new flat, uh, where we have had Jessica's housewarming this weekend. Yeah. I've oh, eaten a lot of potato salad. Oh, I've eaten a lot of vegan cakes, and I haven't even got onto the vegan cakes we've bought yet. So Jessica and I both had some time off this work, this week, this work, this, this work, work, this work week. this week. Um, Jess had the whole week off. I've had most of the week off, but not through <laughs> holiday. Um, I've got the, um, I've created a four-day weekend by taking Friday and Monday off, but I've also been off work sick. So there's a, a lovely change of events this year. And I have taken about three times uh, the amount of time off work through being ill, as I have um, through taking holiday. holiday. Impressive work. So I've stayed at Jessica's for two nights now on a lovely high-quality airbed. It's a really good one, isn't it? Very much so. It has an electric pump, so it's, it inflates within about two minutes. This isn't like uh, one of the years at the fringe where my friend Justin blew up a lot of airbeds. Uh, I'd say by hand, by lung. Um, Why would you do that? Just, I mean, <laughs> at some point, just sleep on the floor. So we've had your house warming, which was good. We had a lot of lovely array of snacks. Well we done. I love, I love a, bit a, a bit of snack shopping. I, love, I don't mess around when it comes to party food. No, no, it was an, it was an excellent selection. Um, and it, was, like, it wasn't too much, I felt it was just right, it wasn't too much. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and when it was all over, Jessica and I made champagne cocktails. Oh, genius. I was very pleased with that. Um, yeah, thank you, Shona, for the little bottle of Carver. Yeah, we had well. a little bottle of Carver. It was um, perfect, actually. The, what was it called? A diamond fizz? It's called, yes, it was a diamond fizz. We decided against the Cockney champagne. Yeah, which is like, perhaps it was a very similar thing. Yeah. But it had sugar syrup as opposed to just icing. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes, yeah, so that's just powdered sugar. If, if anything, that sounds like the Cockney fizz. Yeah, <laughs> a, bit, a bit of icing, sugar, carver, gin, lemon juice, and icing sugar. Icing sugar. Powdered sugar. Powdered sugar powdered. sounds more proper. Yeah, rather than just. Basically, we made a very thin alcoholic glacé icing. Yeah. Um, and watched four episodes of Arrested Development. That was very enjoyable. Um, we watched Burlesque again, which you can uh, dip back into one of our previous episodes. Seminal Day of Fun Show classic. <laughs> Day of Fun Show we favorite. Should, we should possibly at some point watch another film. I mean, it really is dreadful, but it's I enjoy it so much. the second time round. Yeah, well, have you not watched it three times now? Because you watched it with the commentary. I watched it with the commentary, but I didn't, I didn't sort of sit down and watch it. I had it on in the background while I was doing some work, just okay. sort of listening to the commentary. We put it on yesterday or uh, on Friday and thought, oh, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> and, but actually, kind of, okay, I kept on remembering it's got so many subplots. Yeah, and, and I kept not properly resolved. Oh god, I've forgotten about this guy. And then I was thinking it was going to take us ages, but then suddenly it was at the end. And, and, it wasn't and then the somebody end. has to leave because she's at the duff, and then she's in the final dance routine. I think it's supposed to show that time has passed, but it's not really made very clear. Oh, well, I was off poorly. Um, I had a lovely time downloading lots of books to my Kindle. Other ebook readers are available, do you know? Um, and I got lots of things. I got uh, all of the L. Frank Graham Oz books. I got uh, yeah, because they're not creepy. They'll make you feel better. Well, no, they are pretty creepy actually. I haven't really read one of them before. And um, I got all of the Anna Green Gables bar two because they're still in copyright. And you don't want to read the bit where Matthew dies because then spoilers. spoilers. You don't want to read the bit where Matthew dies because then you feel worse. I got all of the Little Women books, so you can't read Good Wives. 
I don't know. I, well, and then I also got I got um, lots of Francis Hudson Burnet, so things oh, like a secret garden. So it's quite nice. And so you can then get your Kindle out of the freezer. Yeah, through those. That's but, a very old French reference. Um, look, there's the shard. Every so often I shall what? interject tour base. That's the shard. Is that the shard? That's, that's the shard. It looks like the Eiffel Tower. It does, but it's quite a lot bigger. Uh, yes. Um, as you say, is it bigger than the Eiffel Tower? Obviously it's bigger than the Eiffel yes. Tower. What a stupid thing to say. It's kind of the point is that it's the tallest building in Western Europe. I've been reading Anna Green Gables, the first one, um, and they've, I've sorted them all out. Oh, we'll just stop. Uh, into a, I've been sorting them into categories, because the thing with the Kindle is that um, other ebooks are available. Um, you, you, it just lists them all, so I put them into categories so it's a bit easier to find everything I want. And uh, that's those, those have all gone in the hypothetical future daughter category. To, yep. They are good to books to get to your wisdom. Yeah. To the next generation. Well, I went to this talk at the BFI that said how feminist the Wizard of Oz books are and how he was married to, I can't remember what her name was. She was uh, his wife and his mother in law were these fantastic she was feminists. his wife and his mother in law. No. Um, so I've been doing a lot of lovely reading. Good. Uh, I also went to Laser Quest a couple of weeks ago. And a huge departure. And a huge departure. How how was that? Well, it turns out I am rubbish at Laser Quest. But I, the good thing was, is that um, sometimes I get frustrated when I'm not good at things. But I was well aware from the moment somebody said, do you want to do Laser Quest, that I would be absolutely terrible at it. having a lovely time. Yeah, so um, I just, I didn't mind. Because the thing is, it wasn't like, oh, you get shot and then you have to sit out. If you, you get shot a couple, uh, too many times, you have to go and recharge your laser gun. So it's not like if you're bad you don't actually get to play. So I just ran around shooting people. Um, they had an incredible soundtrack. They played at Oblivion by Grimes. We did three games. Two were just team games and then the third was a melee and it was great. So we were, and, and the just way every they man did, for himself. Yeah, and it was crazy. And um, the way they did it was they put you in a sort of airlock thing but the, the door actually rose up like it was uh, like a sort of dock bay loading boat. Um, and we were all rolling under the door and crawling under it as it went up. I'm like, and I was in my big Doc Martin boots, and they've had us make the music on, and I was just running around, just shooting wildly at people I didn't really know. And, and I actually didn't come last at all. Oh, oh and there's the dome! There's the dome, and that over there is the, the wire uh, train. Oh, the air thing? Yeah, whatever it's called, yeah, funicular. Funiculi, funicular. Yeah, the, the funicular. Oh, and there's the canary wall. The city. It's lovely, isn't it? It's lovely in the sunshine, isn't it? Looks um, do you know you can walk across the roof of the Millennium Dome? There's it's a day out. Oh my Greyhounds Bright next episode like Oh there's an IMAX cinema. That is a sad looking IMAX cinema. That that looks like this is like the whole way to complex here. <laughs> yeah, okay. This is where I saw Batman Live. Less said about that, the better. Oh well jealous. Talk, well, we don't talk about the podcast before. Maybe we'll talk about that on the Batman episode. <laughs> the uh, the car wasn't working, and um, there was a showstopper in about a third of the way in. What, because of the car? No, from an unrelated thing. Oh. The um, car we found out later wasn't working properly, which is why it was rubbish. Yeah, because it just so drove it sort of wheeled on, and then it reversed off, and we're like, was that um, it? Is it that really the complex? Because this is very far away from the dome, it seems. Yeah, See, that IMAX strikes me as a bit... You know how out-of-town retail parks? A bit tragic. Yeah, this isn't this isn't really an out of town retail park because quite. that's those are flats, those are apartments over there, like between luxury apartments. But those weird, massive actually, the massive Sainsbury's on the other side of this. Out of town is the wrong thing. And All so, retail parks are a little bit tragic. Yeah, this is the North Greenwich retail complex. Oh, well, I have a couple of friends who've lived or live around here. You went to see the Thirty Nine Steps. I did go to see the Thirty Nine Steps. I don't think I mentioned that. I, did I mention a couple of weeks ago that I also saw it? But before you, I'm not sure. 
Well, we've both now seen it, Jess. What did we'll you think? Talk about it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Um, it was a Wednesday. I went to the Wednesday matinee. There are at least two school parties in. Yep. But they were very well behaved. Yeah, we fun. had some school parties and they were having a lovely time. Although, um, I got a terrifying glimpse into the world of social media because they were on their phones before and in the interval. They did not get them out during the play. Good, they were fine. Good. I did not mind that they had them out to the very last moment. But the play itself, lovely, great fun. Um, it's a four-person, four-hander. Yeah. Um, version of. Except for one gag at the end when an extra hand appears to each yeah. person, and they all have sort of stop I and really each hoped that the bow was going to be the hand as well. Oh, yeah. um, is that the cable car? Yes, cable car, that's a good description of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they look really small. No, no one goes on it. Apparently, when it was built for the Olympics, it was really popular, and since then, just no one goes on it. The problem is, it, it now doesn't go anywhere useful. Does it just cross? Does it, it just crosses the Thames from, from obviously, well, it goes from one side of the Thames to the other, but the either side, there's nothing... It's not like it goes from the BFI to the... Yeah, it's not like it goes from sort of... Obviously, the, the BFI city. is the most important bit well, of, yeah. of either side of the uh, Thames River. Yeah, it's not like it goes from the city into, like, a large train station or something. It just, it's sort of just two points on the Thames. Yeah. Well, this is unfortunate bit of traffic. That's all right. The 39 Steps is a little bit like an Edinburgh Fringe show. That, yep. um, <laughs> that was allowed to blossom. Yeah, or with a hint of Reggie Shakespeare Company. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's four people, three, three men and a woman playing all the part. Actually, one of the men plays one part throughout. He plays the main character, and the others play all the other yeah. supporting roles. Um, and there's, there's you know, business with hats, like changing hats, moves. And there's a and wonderful bit with an armchair. Yes. What's that fence it's about? very funny. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's some sort of art installation it's or if it's like just a supply of um, some sort of barricade. We, we can never work and it out. And you hear the people. Rent this space here.co.uk. I also went to the theatre. What did you see, Rosie? I went to see The Tempest at The Globe. Did you enjoy it, Rosie? I enjoyed it very much. Now, I've been to The Globe three times. Every single time I've been with my friend Mavis. And twice we've seen The Tempest. Excellent. So, um, we're doing quite well. Uh, no, it was great. It had uh, Merlin from Merlin, Colin yeah. Morgan. There were a lot of very happy teenage girls in that one, of course which I found were. quite heartwarming. Um, it's good if it gets them into the theatre. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. And it had Roger Allen in... Uh, he uh, now I'm slightly upset that I'm not a man be- because <laughs> do you because, do elaborate do you elaborate it doesn't end there because I will not as I grow older develop a voice like Roger Allen or Joss Ackland right I mean that coming out of my frame would be very very <laughs> peculiar let me say I that I mean I think you could probably cultivate one but it, it would be strangely received probably wonderful sonorous tones I've I've been to the Globe once but I haven't actually seen anything there did um, you just have a wonder yeah I've I, uh, my, my housemate Shaz and I went to the uh, museum because we were looking at the costumes oh, yeah. um, and then we went on the tour so I have, I have actually been into theatre and sort of a few bits so I've just I've only ever sat, uh, stood in the ground this bit it's so good it's a fiver yeah and you get so close and we always manage to be really close it brings um, new meaning to the cheap seats you know, yeah there are no you seats are, you don't get a seat um, you can throw peanuts at people Sorry, yeah well, um it's good when they join in. The, the the problem with the globe is that it is, a, it is a, right underneath an air route. So an open air theatre, that is unfortunate. Yes, so you do get a lot, and helicopters sometimes hover. Um, but I don't know. Well, there should get a, a lot of lines in Shakespeare. You can immediately direct to a plane, and it still works, and it becomes immediately very funny. Good. So that was very good. That was a day after I was involved in another mass electrical outage. Uh, someone sticking on the spade through a cable. No, it was 
related to that, they when they switched all of it back on, something had gone wrong. Missed a bit. They missed a bit, so they had to switch it all off. So we all got an email saying, "You got 20 minutes. Get out." Um, I couldn't. I could have. It said to take work home, but I couldn't go home because I was going to the Tempest. So I um, I was forced to go and sit in Hyde Park oh, for no. two hours and have an ice cream. We did debate getting a pedalo, but it's difficult to claim you're working from home in a pedalo. <laughs> Um, so this weekend we met on Friday and we went down to Miss Cupcake. Yes, we did. In Brixton, we rocked down to Electric Avenue and then a little bit further around the corner. Where are, is this the Blackwall Tunnel? Well, nearly. We're, that's what we're attempting to get into at the moment. That's okay. Um, Rosie and I are currently sitting in a traffic jam, which I don't usually encounter at this point. Well, for, for a Sunday lunchtime, it's unexpected. Um, so we went off, did a couple of things, went to Miss Cupcake. You bought the new book. I bought the new book. Oh, those cookie sandwiches. Oh my god. They're incredible. We had red velvet cookie sandwiches. Just, just the smell of the bag is amazing. What is, now, they're a bit like a whoopie pie, but they're biscuits and stuff. Yeah, imagine a chewy a chewy cookie. Yeah. I have not eaten a chewy cookie for about nine years, because they always have egg in them. I love chewy cookies. So yes. it's two chewy cookies, but they're red velvet flavour, and they're quite thick. Yeah. And they are sandwiched together with frosting. I mean, really... Well, I looked at it, I was eating it and I thought, if you I really think about just it, have the biscuit, I mean, like, it's, it's ridiculous. But, but it's so good. Oh my god. No, I think the frosting makes it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, brilliant. And then we've got um, an array of six cupcakes, which we bought thinking, right, we'll have one on Friday night, one on Saturday, and one on Sunday. So far, you've had one. I've had one. Uh, we've got five left. Yeah. Um, Today will be fun. <laughs> uh, sugar high. Well, oh, we had our delivery pizzas. We've got oh, some dominoes yes. in. Um, I did not go for the hot dog stuffed crust. Um, because it's funny in theory and not in execution. Yeah. Um, oh, it's delicious though. Mate in third year. Um, we, well, we had a leaflet through our door from a local pizza shop and they did kebab meat pizzas. Um, and my housemate Nat said, no matter what, do not ever let me order a kebab meat pizza. I got in not two days later to find her sitting in the in the living room With just at about five o'clock in the afternoon saying I caved. It was terrible. Uh, no, she said it was, it was fine. It was sort of... Have I ever told you about the Miss Piggy I had at York? Yes, I don't remember what it is, um, but it sounds familiar. So um, I, uh, at York, there are a lot of obviously there are a lot of takeaways. It's a town, um, but, and then a lot of them have pizzas that are named after the colleges on campus. But they'll be very weirdly done. Like they won't they won't have all of them, or they'll have it be slightly wrong. Like so what Derwent. do you put in an Alquin? Well, I know it. Like they they also bear no relation to the college whatsoever. It's not well, but I mean the colleges obviously don't really have their own things they're just housings for different house blocks um, but we were all having these things and we have Derwent to share and I can't remember what was on it but it was hideous and for about a, you know the, it, for the whole of my first year we, we would have reference to the Derwent pizza incident um, and then so the next time we did not get a Derwent uh, and I got a Miss Piggy <laughs> I should have I should have thought this through because it had barbecue sauce in it this is I thought it would be like and ham and I thought it would be like barbecue ham yeah. what it actually was was instead of the tomato base they just used barbecue, barbecue sauce. sauce. And it was very clearly like squeezy Tesco oh, barbecue dear. sauce. And then horrible bits of bacon and ham. Um, obviously, ate the whole thing. Obviously. But it was just bad times. The other thing we did this weekend is we went and got manicures. Yeah, we did. Um, and I was having um, a miniature palaver over what to do. Because I thought, oh, I really want to get fake nails. And then I was like, no, it's a terrible idea. But I do really want them. And then I said I wanted them when we got into the, in the in the nail shop what are they called the salon salon and uh and then i was like this is a terrible idea and halfway through i was like this is the worst idea ever i've made a huge mistake i've made a huge mistake um and then there's a bit where they glue 
they glue the talon bits on the end and because you can have however long you want your nails take nails to a point not literally well you could um, but so they're massive and then they trim them down uh, there were just many points where I thought this is the worst idea I've ever had it turned out to have been the best idea I've ever had I'm rocking some incredible if I say so myself which I do many times over I'm rocking some incredible nails at the moment I like check boys green and glittery yeah and uh, just they're, le- they're ugh, I love a long a longish nail I'm not like a little freaky person but um, obviously my nails break so these are massive gel claw things fierce I just have normal you have very nice they look like blue. the uh, the blue of Belle's dress in the first half of uh, Beauty and the Beast good times Jessica's song my song this week is Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benatar I believe I don't know Hit me with your best shot Is that it? That's the one Okay great I do know Fly away That's enough <laughs> Top fives Top fives um, Top fives We're back on track With the top five We are We're not abstract things This is a proper top five. This is vintage flavour This isn't like random things We just thought of on the uh, fly going, what oh, wouldn't it be cool What's your favourite thing on a road? Stuff oh. like Serendipitous meeting When you think of this When you think of Milan <laughs> Uh, so we are doing what we refer to as non-fiction television. Um, we, we tried to call it documentary, then it was it's not high reality, then it was it just yes. Actually, I think it's come up before. We mentioned that we originally it was called documentaries, uh, but having seen the list of what we were likely to write, not not accurate. Um, These are not. Some of them are documentaries. Some of them we haven't got any actual reality TV, like proper reality TV, because we didn't watch it. But more like Survivor, yeah, or Big Brother or anything. No. Spoiler alert. Sorry, you're wondering where that came from. If you're hoping for Survivor, it won't be. Sunglasses on, out of the tunnel. We just had a Reservoir Dogs moment, basically. I've got matching pink sunglasses on. (laughs) Yeah, this is the problem. That's why I have matching sunglasses, which means that (laughs) we can't really wear them out. Although, um, they will accessorise our matching dress beautifully. Oh my, very nice, yes. Um, So, uh, it's an even numbered episode. Holla! Rosie's up first. In a one! I'm definitely rating this my favourite t- t- non-fiction television programme. Man versus food. Man versus food. Man versus food. Come on, Adam. You can do it, Adam. Woo, the Cleveland. Um, so, for those of you who aren't familiar with Man v. Food, Man v. Food is a programme where a very lovely man, who's just the nicest man I've ever seen on television, goes around uh, cities in the US and he goes and visits the most famous restaurants they have and he'll meet the people and see what they eat and see what like and then he'll go to one of the restaurants which has an eating challenge and he'll do the eating challenge and it's man versus food and um, now this has taken off quite a lot in the last two years or so but it was only two years ago that i found it because my housemate uh, jc in third year not jesus christ different jc not travis crockett um uh, we he, we had sky and um we were watching one and it's on the travel channel which is the food channel initially it's a travel channel program and uh, we found it and they would just show I mean, eight hours back to back, half so sixteen episodes, and we found it during our final. I mean, that, I like my food, but that's excessive. Oh my god, <laughs> you'd be surprised though, <laughs> because we would, and it was just—I mean, it's incredible. We would—I've slightly become immune to it now because I've seen enough of it. But yeah. we would just sit there salivating, and he's eat, and I didn't know barbecue was a genre of oh food. Oh my god, it's, it's a huge thing. They like, just like have half a cow in a pit in the back. Of yeah, the because I mean, in they the UK, like you tend to get fire. like you'll have. Like Italians, Chinese, French, those kind of nationality yeah. restaurants, um, or they're sort of trad English. But 
you don't have to get a barbecue restaurant. That is one where they go, oh, well, when you hear them put that that sound, that's uh, them putting a half a pig on, I don't know where I'm from, uh, then putting half a pig on the oven, and you just hear this crash, like, that's a new pig. Um, so, and it's just incredible, and they like, oh, oh my god, the barbecue, and it's incredible, and it's like always pulled pork and amazing. Oh, probably by both. We're just passing probably by both station. Hello! We are in Bow, nearly. Wait, does the Black Wall Tunnel yeah. go under the Thames? Yes, that's the point of it. Yeah, I thought so. so. We're now in North London. Yes. I thought Bromley was in South London. Sorry, Stephen and Jack, we're now in yeah. Bow. What? I've been real talking. <laughs> yeah. Man um, V Food. Well, it's East End, isn't it? Um, so, Man V Food is incredible. Adam is the nicest man on television. He's just so lovable. Um, and he just eats amazing food. Now, Jessica is a vegan. Yeah. So I'm still royally entertained by this. Yeah, this, this is fine. Um, well, we watched it while we ate our breakfast this morning, and I was I I served myself too no, many mini wheat yeah, and I was... a lot of cheese happening this morning. That wasn't one of the most appealing ones. And um, no, it wasn't. Uh, I'm sure it was very tasty, but it didn't it didn't look amazing. Too much marry food. Number two. Number two. Spendaholics. This is where we get into the way I like uh, to deal with um, my my non my nonfiction TV. I like people who can't control their eating, people who can't control their hoarding, and people who can't control their money. <laughs> Spendaholics was a BBC Three program that now gets shown on really, and it's people who just can't stop spending, and they have to do a cold turkey week where they go through their budgets with um, with uh, what's her name, Jan, Jay, Jay, and somebody, Ben, and Benjamin, Benjamin, who's got okay. a lovely bald head. Um, <laughs> would you live there? Because that looks like an old pub. It's on the road. That one or that one? But, oh no, that one, the nice one with the uh, Preston Unity. The kind of Mason. Corinthian. Oh my god, it's got something like Corinthians in it. It's yeah. a Mason's Lodge. Can you live in Mason's Lodge? Well, I don't know. I'm presuming the Mason's want to. Use I it. went to Red and Fringe show in an old Mason's Lodge. Oh, that's nice. The one on the other side is definitely residential. That one, horrible old pub. Actually, yeah. no, sorry, old pub. I think it might still be functional. Let's move on. Oh, good. Um, yeah, so then, then they, they get to like a shock. Like they'll go into their house one day and they'll have set up, like, so if they spend loads of money on. Shoes. Shoes. They'll have done. They'll, they'll have put, filled the hallway with shoes. Yeah, they'll fill the hallway with shoes. Like each shoe representing the ten pounds, uh, like ten pounds they spent yeah, on shoes. Or 100, yeah, probably 100. yeah, hundred because they probably spend a lot. And um, and then they sit down and they work out their budget and they have to do a cold turkey week. And they're always, I don't know, some people are all right, but most of the time they're rubbish on it. And then they always do find, and then they'll like get a cab home and or something. Yeah, they do. They'll do something ridiculous and unnecessary. Or they'll go out for lunch, or they'll go out for drinks loads, but get their friends to pay for all their drinks. So they don't like, really. I think you're cheating here. And yeah. then they'll, you know, uh, disappoint. Never mind. And then and then Benjamin sits them down, does some psychological stuff. Right. What, and then you know, they try what, and what sell your, What happened to you in your childhood that would have to be? Yeah, there was, and then and then they'll learn a skill. And there's one where a woman who she really likes clothes. It's not with the hats, is it? I think she might be the one with the hats. But there's one where she she makes a skirt because she's like she loves loves clothes and she says she'd rather they teach her to live to a sewing class so she can um, adapt them herself, customize them. And she appears in this skirt at the end, and it's the oh, most no. vile item I've ever seen. She's like, I've done this, but I have to spend money, and I think you'd probably rather have the debt. The um, one with the hats was a different one, but yeah, a similar vein made crazy hats. Yeah, she decided to make those crazy hats. And there was a woman who spent, like, £25 a week on sushi, if not more, like £40 oh, yeah, a week so they on sushi. how to make sushi. They how to make sushi, and that was quite good. Um, yeah, and it's great. And uh, Although there was one episode where there was a guy who was really good, but he lived in Manchester, and his rent was 30 quid a week, because it was 2002. Oh, my God. And I was like, I hate you so much. She, I mean, he lived in a, in a flat share. Right, yeah. But his... Like, yeah, here's my rent, it's £30 a week. And I just thought, 
That's amazing. I know. Let's what move to Manchester in 2002. What the past a magical time? Um, number three, the life laundering. This is my first, this is my gateway drug to hoarding and cleaning programs. I love a hoarding program, oh, I'm not going to lie. We'll, we'll get onto it in our own mention. Um, the life laundering was one of the first ones. It was back 2002, 2003, uh, BBC Two, and it's this woman called uh, Dorna Walter. Dorna Walter. Dorna Walters. And um, she would, she and her male compatriots would turn up at people's houses where they had too much stuff, and they'd empty all of the, either all the house or a couple of rooms, um, into a field or into a church hall or, or into a garden, garden if it was big enough. Set it on a tarp. Yeah, they set it on a tarp, and they just have to go through it all, and um, it was incredible because it was sort of hoarding. Clutter. It was more clutter than hoarding. It was more clutter than hoarding. I think it probably it was hoarding, but it wasn't really described as such. Cause yeah. Hoarding's taken off. It's very, hoarding's, very, hoarding's very in right now. But also, it's just hoarding as a condition has just been recognised as a, um, as a form of OCD in its yeah. own right. Um, and there's a really good one where there's like he's like the drummer from Status Quo or something, and he, he's a he and his wife have this house that's absolutely full of crap. But he, um, they eventually it's really nice because they set up his music room and they, he has all these gold and platinum discs yeah. that just stacked somewhere and they clear out a room and he actually has them on the wall. But his wife has loads of really like high end clothes that she never wears and they find this big furry boot and John Walter pulls it out and there's a dead mouse in the furry boot like not in the boot in the fur, in the fur it's kind of got, the got itself tangled up in the fur and she shouts a mouse has hanged itself in your boot. She's not from the UK. Um, so that's great. Uh, Supersizers, obviously, Giles Corrin, Sue Perkins, go through time, eat loads of food, and mainly drink a lot of alcohol from a different era. And um, it started off with the Edwardian one, which they did for BBC4's Edwardian series. Yeah, and it's kind of a one-off, and they're like, this is a genius idea. Yeah, because they eat a pressed duck, which yeah. was an Edwardian thing where you basically press the duck down. I think it's raw as well. Hideous. I think it is, yeah. Because you sort of press it and then you, and then you heat the blood gently, so the juices, whatever, has flowed out I mean, it's, it's hideous, but I definitely... I was saying, when we, when we stopped briefly behind that bus, the man driving the car behind us got out and looked at the boot. Wow. <laughs> Not the passenger, the driver. That's incredible. And then, and then had to run back to the car when I, when I drove off. He has passengers as well. Why couldn't they have done it? Yeah, because he could have left them behind. He just needed to lose. Um, so Super Sizes did two series. Um... They then did their good life one, which was all right but not great. Yeah, it was it was very funny, funny in places, but it wasn't it wasn't the same um, level. But it was also a shorter thing. I think they only did three episodes. The uh, like a Christmas. Special. Yeah, every obviously when you go back in the past, people don't want to drink the water, so they drink a lot of beer. So they bring out every menu and it ends with a man saying small beer. And then Sue Perkins, because she's playing the woman of the house, is just left at home, and she ends up. I mean, hosting at least half the episodes. At one point, getting completely hammered. Well, there's there's one where she sort of does the does the diary cam at the end of the day. And says I've been completely hammered since about nine o'clock this morning. <laughs> because all she just been she just been consistently and gently just slightly off. Um, it's marvelous, and they all dress up in funny. In, in they the wear outfits. yes, they wear the appropriate clothing. Um, it's great, Eddie. Uh, and finally, the Great British Bake Off. Bumped from your list. Yay. Bumped from my list. Um, Which is good because I didn't want to have it as well. Yeah. As you, but then you didn't want to. Not, not with good reason. And as ever, uh, <sighs> if they've appeared, if something's appeared in either of our lists, it won't be in the honourable mentions, but that doesn't mean that the other one doesn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, great. Sue Perkins again. A recurring yes. theme. Uh, Mel and Sue, fabulous. Mary Berry, fabulous. Paul Hollywood, I don't, I, I, you know, could give or take. The contestants, brilliant. But I think him combined with the others yeah, works, works, works perfectly. Um, uh, beautiful Scottish men baking in knitwear. in knitwear who play the double bass. You know, oh, yeah. not every series, but most uh, medical students. But most ones. <laughs> but most, well, most one, one, of them. one third of them. Anyway, 
it's just lovely because although although we do think that it should be judged differently so that you get to do all of the weeks so it's cumulative, it's cumulative. or halfway, get halfway there or something yeah because otherwise like the, the first series they did cakes the first week and the man that got knocked out was quite upset and I found it very upsetting to watch but he's they did pies the next week and he did loads of he was great at pastry and doing pies and doing bread but because they'd done cakes which wasn't his forte first he didn't get a chance to show them that he could do that yeah um, but he seemed perfectly happy when they did the catch up so that was fine yeah um yeah, so, but apart from, I mean, it's, it's lovely, it's just lovely real people. It's not too set up with being like, oh, the competitive nature. Ooh, yeah, everyone's sort of really jolly and helps each other out and is friendly, even though they are technically competing against, well, they are yeah. competing against and each so other. And so many of them afterwards, like, uh, uh, one of the names, Catherine and Sarah Jane from oh, this yeah. year, now run a little stall together. Yeah. They go off and do loads of baking. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. It's marvellous. Jessica. Yes. Your top five. Do you need to prompt you? You will have to read out. So, number one, Made. Made. I love Made. Uh, Made is an MTV programme. I don't know if they make it anymore, but it was sort of from the early to mid 2000s. I mean, I'm sensing a theme of when I watched all of these. I know, it's kind of, you know, um, before I worked, I think. Yeah. <laughs> when I was at school. Uh, made in each each week. It's it's a, an hour long program, so but with commercials, so it breaks down to about forty minutes. Following a teenager who wants to take up a hobby, or um, achieve something, or change something about themselves that is basically opposite to what they currently are like. Yeah. So, um, as an example, there's a girl I, who works in a haunted house who wants to be prom queen. Yes. Um, or a girly girl who wants to take up skateboarding, or a fatty, a fatty who wants to be thin. Yeah. Um, oh. uh, several you know, nerdy girls who want to be cheerleaders. Yeah. Um, the one with men, shy people who want to be in a band. Different. The worst ones are when they have uh, geeks who want to be ladies' men. Geeks who want to be ladies' men. That's not a specific goal. Yeah. <laughs> that's just that's learning social skills, that's just which quite, is a long-term project. Yeah. Um, with yeah, for with a crush but yeah, just learning how to talk to girls. Really, I mean, I'm not sure that's really. A, hey, I can do that. That's I don't. Natural I don't know if you can get it. I don't. I, I don't ever. Those ones didn't work for as well for me. I, I prefer the ones where they learned a skill. Um, and like inevitably, the there would be a makeover at some point, um, yeah. just about ten minutes before the end. And they would always be sort of a final challenge. So they'd be they'd be building up to a battle of the bands, or yeah, or prom, um, or, prom um, or or a pageant, or um, some sort of you know, um, like a, a BMX competition, yeah. or to trying out to get on the on the cheerleading squad or the football team, or. Uh, lacrosse or whatever um, yeah they're great and they would inevitably fall out with it I, re- I watched an episode sort of a bit later and I think it was also a later episode and uh, it was more so than the early ones because they are quite formulaic Yeah, you'll be presented with this person they'll get given their coach at some point they will fall out with their coach their coach will wake them up at 5 in the morning for the first time with a megaphone yeah their coach they, they will be they, they are given a made coach who is an expert in the field that they are trying to get into um, who will present themselves to them in some sort of unusual way like by stealing their car or ambushing them in the middle of a lesson or or something like that I've only seen one actually where the, the, it, the coach actually said you know what this isn't going to work I think you need somebody else but the, the girl who was doing it was an idiot she wanted to be a singer and she just didn't listen to anything this woman said even though she was talking sense uh, and the coach eventually said you know what I, don't, I think you need a different coach and, she get and left and she got a different coach but it, was, it, it wasn't a different it wasn't a new single coach it was a, a group who um, 
it was a band who had been made themselves. Uh, so I think they're working principle that it was kind of gimmicky for bringing, or not gimmicky, but it was int- more interesting to bring them back, and then you know, because and also you know, you could argue that they would know what it was like. Yeah. And also, you get the novelty of having that's the sound people of the come police. back. Uh, but that got to do. Anyway, yeah, I I think they're great. Uh, there was a really good one about wakeboarding, which really made me want to do wakeboarding. I'm very good at wakeboarding on the Nintendo Wii. There you go. Uh, that yeah. So I love mate. And it's kind of thing that it's quite when you watch as a teenager, you're like, oh my god, I could take up these skills. I could definitely take up this hobby. I could do all of these things. I really like, wanted to be a pageant some, queen. Do homework. Go to school. Um, regular listeners will probably have gleaned that my overall personality really rules me out of being a pageant queen, but hey. Um, number two, Ace of Cakes. Ace of Cakes. Set in the Charm City Bakery, Charm City Cakes Bakery uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, run by Duff Goldman and Chef Duff. Chef Duff. And Mary Alice. And Mary Alice, whose surname briefly escaped me actually. She's um, the best one. Yeah, she's great. Anyway, she's and, and their, their team of bakers. Mary Alice is the bakery manager and Duff is the chef. And you, I'm sure you've come across it. It's been run for 10, 10 seasons, it's just finished. But um, oh, it's great fun. They make cakes each week, but they make incredible cr- Giant, like, incredible cakes. Like, sculpted things mm-hmm. and they they make it bigger they carve things they make it bigger they make it better they make it awesome it's uh, all about the cake um Jeff Manthorne who is the world's most deadpan person <laughs> Jeff is I've said Mary Alice Mary Alice is the loveliest person on it Jeff is the funniest when person. we started watching I was like this guy's a bit grumpy and then after about a couple of episodes I thought oh my god he's just the most he's deadpan person genius. in the history of the world there's an ever. amazing bit where he just says we're going to have to cancel Christmas Brilliant. It's incredible, um, but the cake—the cakes are excellently made. And the other thing is, with so many programs of that that I've other programs that I've seen about bakeries and Chubby businesses of that nature, I'm looking at UDC cupcakes. <laughs> um, there's just this sort of added drama in the kind of the hills style. There'll be added in silences, and there'll be that people will emphasize, oh, wait, we need to do this, so we need to do it now. And, like there's always like pressure put on everything. Yeah, so just. That doesn't exist at all in Ace of Cakes. It is just a camera crew following a group of people who work together, but they're all really good friends and there's loads of banter and it's all really good names. And sometimes Muppets turn up. Sometimes Muppets turn up. And um, things don't often go wrong for them, but when they do, they just go, okay, um, we'll fix it. Yeah, and they handle it in a way you can tell that it's a could be drama but it's not yeah they just sort of get on like once up to up to the point at which once a cake got dropped when it was delivered it was a giant castle cake it was destroyed it was brought back in in bin bags and um and the guy doing the delivery rang and said it's 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 fallen apart because they i think they'd had to make it too quickly so it didn't have enough supports in it so when he put it down it slid because it was large he had to tip it to get yeah it it. wasn't that it wasn't nobody said this is your fault yeah it was was one of those things things. it was it was no one's fault really but because it slid he then couldn't hold on to it so it it fell um so he brought it back in two bin bags rang rang them on the way saying yeah we need another cake he just calmly said to the customer okay um i'll be back in five hours i will have your cake because he was dropping it off in the morning yeah um, or I'll be back by five, whatever, and, and I will have your cake. And they finished it off with Duff icing it in the, in the <laughs> van. <laughs> and it was just genius. I love Ace of Cakes. Yeah, it's great. Next. Number three. Time Team. Time Team. Um, Time Team is an archaeological programme. Uh, each week they go to um, a place of historical interest or someone's rung up and said, I found this interesting thing in my back garden, come and look at it, or in a field... Yeah, we like, I found this one bit of Roman stuff. I think there might be a a fort. So they turn up with with the team, 
uh, and they do a dig and they see what they can find. They always know that there is like the, the chance are there will be something there. There's you know they've kind of people have looked at the land. Yeah, they don't just go into fields. Um, and they have just three days to do it. And Tony Robinson presents it, uh, who you may know as uh, Baldrick from Blackadder, yep. but we of course hold in high esteem as the writer and sheriff of Nottingham in Made Baron and Her Merry Men. Which got uh, referenced in an episode of South Hardcore that we did the other day. Baseballs. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, this is this was originally uh, Great British Bake Off, but I bumped it for Time Team, which is so, fair. So, uh, but doesn't mean I don't like it. And I, I, took, I took up the Bake Off slack. I had already written in five things, and I realised that Time Team kind of had to be yeah. in it. Um, and it ran for about fifteen years. It's only just finished. More than that, maybe twenty. Yeah. Um, yes, it, anyway, around for ages. It's only just finished, but it begins since I was a child. Yes, and um, we all used to watch it en masse. I say, oh, it was on Sunday tea time, so, so parents, we would sit down and uh, and watch Time Team and have lovely, lovely Sunday tea. Delightful. Um, to the fire. And you get uh, Mick in his many colourful jumpers. Yeah, he'd be like the dig leader. Um, and then Phil, <laughs> who is a West Country man, who I think only owns two sets of clothes and they're identical the big hat with a feather in it the hat with a feather in it but halfway through he got a new hat because the other one had just got oh, yeah. so disgusting that it couldn't be worn anymore where are we? Stanford Hill Stanford Hill yeah time team quality quality Every people now know what geophys is because of exactly. uh, time team That's geological physics yes uh, do you want your next one? you're on that bus Yes, number four. America Unchained. America Unchained was a documentary made in 2005-ish, 2006 maybe, uh, by Dave Gorman. Um, are you Dave Gorman? I am Dave Gorman. Are you Dave Gorman? I am Dave Gorman. Um, and he had this idea of driving from one side of America to the other um, without using any petrol gas from a uh, chain store. Because um, he, he'd been on tour and he'd been staying in Best Westerns and he just it, he realised that, that he wouldn't have known unless he had been told what city he was in. Just from looking at the inside of the hotel room, yeah. he wouldn't have had any clue as to where he was because all the hotel rooms looked the same. And then you would go and you'd have the same breakfast in like in the same diner or like restaurant. And then you'd go and do the gig and then you'd go to the drive to the next place and you'd sit in the same hotel room. And it was just, he was just, it wasn't the, the America he'd thought of in his youth where he sort of see people like driving across American yeah. station wagons and, and going to mom and pop, pop places. So he's decided he would try and find it. Didn't, so, didn't, wouldn't, wasn't allowed to stay in any chain? He wasn't allowed to stay in any chain hotels, uh, shop in any chain stores or uh, food, like restaurants or cafes or whatever. And he had to buy uh, petrol from mom and pop gas stations. And he. Friends don't like friends drink Starbucks. Exactly. Send me, I really love Starbucks. Swally. <laughs> um, guys, the Swally incident was the first time I've been to Starbucks about four years. Was it worth it? No. Oh, oh well, for, for, being, for being able to have Swally written yeah. in a cup. Yes. Coffee. No. Um, yeah, so he, he starts off in LA. He decides he's going to drive from one coast to the other. Um, he starts off in California and he, gets a, he buys a station wagon off a guy who bought the station wagon for his wife when he returned from Vietnam. Um, so that kind of ages it. Um, so they set off, and it's him and a woman called Steph who is kind of documenting it. He's he's sort of been persuaded to make a documentary about it. He's also writing a book. It, it wasn't the original aim of the journey, yeah. uh, but he it it gets documented. Um, and they set off, and the car breaks down several times, and they try and 
they go to a town called Independence because it seems appropriate, which unfortunately takes them miles out of their way. And Independence turns out not to be very nice, but then he discovers another town called Independence, so they go to that one and it's brilliant. Um, and they, they arrive on the day that the local diner is, is having its last day and it's been run for like by three generations of the same family. But the next ones, I just can't, they don't yeah. want to run it. So they decide to close it. And um, yeah, and then Steph has a bad back and eventually has to, has to leave. So then the director appears sort of three weeks later and they have to make it home by Christmas because it's his daughter's first Christmas. So he has a picture of her stuck to the roof, stuck to the, the window. Is it Dave Gorman's daughter's the director? No, the director's daughter's first Christmas. So he, he's sort of guilting Dave into making sure, to not getting distracted and going, places to, called going to the town. But they end up going to four places called Independence. Two of them are fine, two of them are rubbish. Um, yeah, and eventually, I mean, not to give the game away, but they make it. Um, and they they do fill up with uh, chain gas once because they've run out. Uh, yeah, but it's it's really interesting. It's really cool. I've read it. I've, I've actually read the book a couple of times as well. Number four. No, number five. Number five. Yeah, you had super science. So I had super science. We've already covered that. Well, we've covered that. Uh, it's I don't really have anything to add. It's very funny. It's hysterical. Honorable mentions. America's Next Top Model. So many cycles. I haven't watched any. I, have, any I haven't watched it for ages. I but think the, yeah, I've only watched so the first four or five. Yeah. And then they're quite good. That's uh, what I'm Miami Inc. Miami Inc. is set in a tattoo shop in Miami. Just sort of, yeah, following what happens there. Uh, it's where Kat Von D used to work. And then she moved to LA Inc. She moved to LA Inc. Well, no, she her her shop is called um, High Voltage Tattoo. But they also did a program there, which they called LA Inc. Um, as a kind of like link to the um, fact not, do, it not actually linked they do very high quality anyway. tattoos 1900 house 1900 house this was this is going back somewhere a family who for three months lived in a victorian house like end of victorian house so they yeah it, for them for three months it was 1900 so they wore the clothes they ate the food they used the, the gas lights they cleaned the house with the appropriate cleaning products and there have been um, some spin-offs, well not spin-offs, yeah. but follow-ups. There's been, there's a 1940s house. Where they had to keep going into an air raid shelter. Where they had, so they had to, yeah, they had to dig an Anderson shelter in the back garden. Like, first day, they had to dig an Anderson shelter. And they had, like, the 1900 house, they had chickens in the back garden. Was that a baseball field? Uh, softball, that one. Oh! Well, I should probably watch and learn how to play it. Um, they did a Frontier House, or... They did so. They did one in the US that was kind of Little House on the Prairie style. That was actually three families, and they sort of set up a homestead. Yeah, you can't get those books on Kindle. Oh, well, there you go. What's the tie into this uh, Edwardian farm? Yes, genius. Edwardian farm is um, is it two two historians and an archaeologist? I've never really watched it. Oh, lovely Sunday morning bike right there. Lovely. We should record this in the car more. This is lovely. We should. It's great. And you can point out the sites. And you've, you know. have seen the shard. Um, yeah, Edwardian House is, I think, two historians and archaeologists, or you know, a combination of two. And um, they basically, for a year, live on a working Edwardian farm yeah. and see how it works. And they did, did Victorian farm first, actually, oh, okay. and then they did Edwardian farm. But I've seen more of Edwardian farm. And they also did Wartime Farm recently. Which, um, yeah, which is exactly what it sounds like. And it's always the same three people. Uh, scrap Heap Challenge ties into Time Team because it's Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um, scrap Heap Challenge was 
junkyard challenge in the US. They remade it. Yeah, junkyard wars. That's it. So you get two teams, two teams, each with three three people on. Uh, Robert Llewellyn is in charge. He's the he's the presenter, and they're on a big scrap heap, and they get given a challenge to do, and they have eight hours to build a machine. They get given an expert as well. Oh yeah, and you get given an expert each week. The hoarder next door is quite recent. Yeah, but it's a program about hoarding with a Delios Kiosos. Who is a uh, who's a psychologist who specialises in hoarding, and he goes and meets people who hoard, and then he in six weeks um, gives them a lot of therapy and sorts them out. But the best part of the hoarder next door are Zoe and Alison, who are uh, the declassed divas. I went on their website. I'm not ashamed. And they have matching haircuts, and they, and they wear matching outfits. And they wear matching well. outfits each week, and they turn up. I mean, it's like their uniform. Like they have the yeah. t-shirts with declassed divas on. Um, but they have lots of, you know, they have them in different colours and different styles and stuff. So what I want to know is how they decide each day what they're going to wear. And Matt was wearing a cape. Do they have a rotor? Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, so they turn up and um, they're amazing and they clear everything, they help them clear out everything and get rid of all the rubbish and sort out and have your possessions. Um, but the best thing is Zoe, <laughs> almost every week, she'll find something hideous and then uh, and say the person's name to them. Oh, Nigel! Um, that's my favourite bit, is when she shouts at Nigel in the first ever episode. Uh, poor Nigel. Poor Nigel. No, but he was very happy was by then. He had all this lovely willow pattern at the end. Your Money or Your Life with Dr Alvin Hall. Yes, that's inc- one of the best laughs on TV. And an incredible dress sense. Lovely bow ties. Um, with another era of life. Beautifully tailored stuff. Beautifully tailored stuff. Of um, him sorting out people who had massive debt. And he would... A, a debt that normally would take them years and years and years to pay off. And he would sit them down and make them do extreme budgeting, but it meant that they could pay up clear this debt in two years. I seem to remember once to demonstrate to a couple who um, that they should stop smoking. If anything, just to save themselves money, he set fire to a ten pound note. Yeah, <laughs> and, like rolled it up and set fire to it. Yeah, um, super size versus super skinny. Lovely Dr. Christian. Yeah. This series, they've got rid of filling a tube full of food, but what they oh, used no, to do... that's one of the best yeah, bits. Yeah, what they do is they get... What it is, is they get a very fat person and a very thin person, or people who overeat and people who aren't overeat. Yes. And they make them swap their diets for a couple of days. And they do by putting them in a house together. But at the start of it, they each have a tube... Um, Imagine the, the tube that um, Augustus <laughs> Lucas yeah. sucked up at the end at the beginning of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And what they do, Dr. Christian fills it with a week's worth of food. So they'll say, this is what you eat and in for breakfast each week, and like yeah. a loaf of bread will fall and that. So, so I imagine the fun the assistants are having at the uh, standing yeah. out, of, out like, of shot at the top of the tube, just lobbing, and the best just tipping is, buckets of Coke. Yeah, stuff. exactly, when they go, except you're topping this off with all this Coca-Cola. So, oh, I hardly eat anything, it's fine. Yes, but you drink 14 litres a or day. Or sometimes when the people who are under you are like, but this is how many cigarettes you smoke. Smoke and they throw all the cigarettes. They then don't make the person smoke the cigarettes. That's a little bit fun. Yeah. Um, grand designs, specifically. This is. I mean, this is one of those. It's. It's a, like there have been many series of this. It is a good program. And I'm pretty sure everyone has the same favourite episode. I mean, it's unusual for this kind of program to have a favourite yeah. episode. But there's a guy. I think his name is Ben Howe or Ben. I can't remember. I couldn't remember it earlier. Anyway, um, and he builds a crofter's cottage in the middle of the woods because he had he he tends the the woods and um, he makes charcoal and stuff. So he like has, is allowed to live in the woods, but it has to be a cottage that can be basically is made of wood and can be taken down. So he can never sell it, but he can leave it to his children. At the time of filming this, he didn't have any children. Um, and but he'd been sleeping like under a tarp or in a tent or on a platform in the trees, like even if he had the floor in the cold of winter. And he built this amazing like wooden crofters cottage, and it was really fabulous. And they always have a have a go back and visit them, 
like seven months, like a year or whatever later. And when they went back, he had a wife and a new baby, and everyone was really excited. And then they had to sort of go back ten years later, and they had a second child, and they built an extension, and it was great. Lovely a vegetable garden, and it was just a really nice chap. And he built this amazing. Unlike cottage. a lot of the people on ground designs, who I mean, some of them are lovely, and they have you know really great ideas for houses. But sometimes people who just decided that they can build the house, and they don't really. They don't have a project manager, they decide to do it themselves yeah. and they're not qualified to. And Kevin just wanders around in his hard hat, just looking despairing. Why do you think he did? Yeah, this one, oh, this is great, beautiful. Earthships. What? Earthships. Yeah, we're at the job centre. We okay. are, yes. Good times. But it's about the guy who Top lives quality. in, I want to say, Arizona and builds um, earthships, which are environmentally friendly, um, like carbon neutral houses. And they're made of tires packed with like dirt that you, you dig the dig the like earth out of the ground and then you pack them into tires and then you when you dig a foundation yeah and then you pack the dirt you take out into the tires and then you build the walls with the tires and it's called it, it uses an idea called thermal mass which means because it's it's sort of solid any heat that it builds up it kind of holds onto in the same way that it's cooling so it's sort of self-heating self-cooling because it kind of self-regulates okay and they have big glass fronts and stuff. Um, and they're, they're made out of recycled materials, so they they use like um, empty what empty bottles and empty cans and stuff to build up the walls with adobe and things like that. Um, and um, and they're really and it's just kind of about building them and finding it interesting and um, also their struggle to try and get it kind of legislated because there are quite a lot of obviously there are building regulations and things. Yeah. And um, and they have to pass. Um, they have to try and get you know bills ratified in order to be allowed to do this because it, they they're allowed to live in them because they've built them as experimental houses and things, but they they want to make them as a sort of proper way of of building like you, that you can do something on mass, but you have to um, meet the standards. Fascinating. And they went after the tsunami. They went over and were just building these earthships because they could because they had so much recycled like they had so many bottles and so much rubbish. And there was no regulation. There were no regulations. So they turned up and built houses, built houses, and, and they still they know these store rainwater and stuff. And they were exactly what was needed. And they're you know they're ideal and they just turned up and you can build them quite quickly. It's great. And they're usually built by a community. So the idea is you, you go and work on somebody else's house and learn how to make them, and then other you know everyone kind of chips in and helps everyone else. Yeah, I think that's it. Can you remember what your one was that you remember just near Hackney? Yeah, it was my amazing baby beauty queens thing on BBC Three. Oh, good lord! Also, oh, we've not mentioned Snog Mario Void. Oh, Snog Mario Void. Um, I had a dream that I was sitting next to Ellie Taylor in assembly. Oh, okay. How weird! Snog Mario Void takes people who don't need to make over; they need to make under, and gives them it uh, by a weird fake computer called Pod. Personal um, overhaul device. Yep, and uh, usually it's great because people who wear too much fake tan and maybe have I don't know fake gel nails. It looks um, like they've been run sealed. Yeah. Unevenly, they'll have like three pairs of lashes on. Yeah. Glitter, massive extensions. And I'm a fan of all these things in theory. But uh, practice, they look like a hot mess. A hot mess. My song! Your song. Uh, I want to get some by Likely, Licky Lee. Uh, did my dance routine that I thought of while I was in bed with Jessica. She didn't like it, never mind. What's next? Needle and bed! Needle and bed. Wait, what's my sack of the day? What is. What potato is salad. That's before, that's after the bed. Why have I written after the bed? I don't know. Well, it's potato salad anyway. It's done now. We're back on dry land. We have reached our destination. Yep. Yeah. So, needle and fed. Needle and fed. I made some lemon cupcakes. 
lemon fairy cakes, I should say. Nice. And they had a butter cream, well no, they had a cream cheese frosting which had a bit of butter in it, and um, with lemon. I didn't. They were okay. Were they not very lemony? They weren't very lemony because I used juice, not um, pith, not not pith. zest, not zest. zest. So the uh, so they were just a little lemony in the cake. So they weren't like lemon drizzle. They just had some lemon yeah. juice in the butter. But the um, the frosting was very lemony. Oh, that's all right then. Um, and I used my piping bag for the first time. Can't really use a piping bag, but I'm getting better. What I realise is that when you buy a cupcake with a lot of frosting on, or a cake with a lot of frosting. It does actually have a lot of frosting. You can't just use a normal amount. You need to sort of double your amounts yeah. to get the full coverage. So I actually they only had a little swirl on top. But yeah, I can... yeah, like the uh, sorted rainbow cake with yeah. the dual two, oh, that two, was too impressive. two bits of cling film wrapped buttercream. So you get two shape, then inserted into a piping bag with yeah. the end cu- ring, like ends cut off, mm-hmm. and you get the two two tone icing. Um, you yeah. made some uh, I, vegan. Cake. I made some fairy cakes yesterday. They, I have, I'm still kind of coming to terms with how my oven works. I'm still, I'm still coming, coming to, terms. to terms. I'm still getting to, getting the grip, getting yeah. to grip with my oven. Wrong. Because it's the kind of thing that people say, oh yes, well, I need to sort of work out how my oven works and things. And you just think, well, that's ridiculous. You heat it up to the same temperature. Yeah. Not so. Uh, this oven seems to heat things a bit slowly. I, or I don't know if, if the fans may be quite powerful. So I need to have it set slightly higher than I think. I, yeah. Because when I did a second batch and I turned it up a bit and they cooked a lot better. Yeah. Um, yeah, I iced them, um, and I had some red icing, which I hoped would turn pink, but it's, it was, it, Dr. Oetker. It's a very attractive colour. It was, um, it was unexpected gel colour, but it wasn't really gel, it was just kind of thick, but it was, it, its base was orange as opposed to pink, so it was just a kind of weird coral colour. Yeah. It was fine. (laughs) They tasted really nice, though. They tasted fine, but yeah, they looked a bit unusual. And in the crafty aspect... I finished painting my chairs. They, they look, look like the uphouse. They look great. They're four colours. I'll take pictures. Yeah. I forgot to do a before picture. That's the only annoying thing. I'm sure we can work out... What, like, yeah. You can sit them next to the table for comparison. Yes, yeah. What have we seen this week? What, what have, have we, we seen, seen this week? week? Wait! Someone's come up with a musical of the film A League of Their Own. So they've written a list of all the songs. It's like, they haven't actually made a musical, but they've said this would be, a, be an amazing musical. Here's what the songs could be. And they are amazing. I'm fully um, on board I didn't even it. get all the way through them because I started laughing, then had to send it to you, and then had to do, do some work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but it was it was very entertaining. Uh, what's his name? Does the tap routine, the little boy? Still. Um, still well, Angel. Yeah. For the uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner, uh, Barack Obama did a video of... Um, himself as Daniel Day-Lewis as Barack Obama it, with Steven Spielberg as with a Steven sequel, Spielberg directing yeah. it like was, Lincoln yeah Obama that was that was very good link to that in the show notes yeah definitely um, that's quite funny you uh, can't imagine David Cameron doing something like that can you you can imagine him trying and not really getting away yeah. with it yeah um, I saw a blog uh, called Mrs Fletcher's Closet and it is a uh, we've spoken before of our love for Meadow She Wrote on this uh, podcast, um, and uh, it's a dissection of Mrs. Mrs. Fletcher's wardrobe and all the clothes she wears. She's always very smartly turned out. Yeah, she's a well-dressed lady. Um, and last but not least, a little picture: a, a beaver cub having a bath. It was very cute. And also, Jessica said that she was trying to remember something that she'd seen that had made her laugh for about three minutes, and it was that. it was that little beaver having a bath. But it's because it. See also an owl it being already waged. been dunked, so its fur was all stuck to it except for its head, so it looked like it had a massive head. Cool. Uh, yes. So this is exciting. We actually now have two episodes in the bag. Not by the time this goes out, but it will be. And then we will organise meeting up to get the next one. Get back on the routine. Yeah. Back in the saddle. Back in the old fortnightly. We've been rubbish. Sorry about that. 
I blame you moving out and moving away from me. So, why did you do that? This is my fault, is it? Yeah, Intern Walter's very sad. Look at his little smiling face. He was grinning. Intern Walter was meant to come with me this weekend, but he did not fit in my rucksack. And I was genuinely really sad, like a child. I was like, wanted to bring my toy. <laughs> and I brought pyjamas instead. Actually, I bought too many jumpers. What are the jumpers? It's good to have options. You don't know how cold it's going to be. Anyway, so we should be, with any luck, back in two weeks' time. Bye! Bye! To find out more and to look at our show notes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, The Day of Fun Show. You can listen to our shows on Mixcloud, or you can download us from iTunes. See you soon!